Dateline, 7th of May, 2022. Well, good day, folks, and welcome to the Australia Desk, the first one for 2022, a little bit later than we thought. Grant, isn't it exciting? Oh, I know, 700th episode. This is great. We get to be in on no, the celebration. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry, we're late. We're talking oh. about being late, Grant. This is 701, apparently. Oh, oh, well, okay, so it's a week out, which means as a train driver, you're right on time. Absolutely. Within 14 minutes. <laughs> Bang on time, my friend. Well, within 14 days in the podcasting world. <laughs> well, you know, there you go. There you go. Uh, sorry, Mr. the 700th, guys, but uh, yeah, life got in the way. But here we are for 701. Yes. And now before we go anywhere, Rob Mark, what's happened to him? I, I see him with a neck brace and spinal surgery. What, what on earth? Oh, I don't know. Maybe he fell out of the clown car. I think he probably fell off his wallet. But anyway. <laughs> oh, Rob. Best wishes to you, Rob. Yeah, get well soon, mate. Okay, well, th- I tell you what, there has been a huge amount of aviation news uh, come in in Australia just this last week. Grant, let's kick off with the biggest one, and that's Qantas, and they have made a significant, I wouldn't say a surprising announcement really, but a significant one. No, we've been knowing since like 2019 when they bought 20% of Alliance Airlines that they were going to buy the whole 100%. Now they're trying to do it. <laughs> we might touch on that one a little bit later, Grant. Oh. I've got a, th- I've got a thousand better reasons, like A350-1000. Oh, Project Sunrise, yes. Project Sunrise. Yes. yes, Qantas wanting to go non-stop from Sydney to London or Sydney to New York. So they've got an A350-1000 is what they've bought, 12 of them. 12 of them. And they're buying more Airbuses uh, as well, which which really makes this a really significant. I don't think I can really overstate how significant mm. this is. Qantas is very definitely turning away from Boeing. Uh, the manufacturer with which they've been synonymous forever. In fact, I think uh, we mentioned this when this was mooted at the end of last year. And uh, I don't know, I think in the industry, it's probably a, one of the worst kept secrets <laughs> going around in this part of the world that they were going to go with the one with the A350-1000, but uh, now it's official. Yeah, totally. And uh, Qantas have been with Boeing since the start of the jet age with the 707. It's all been Boeing. And not anymore. The 737s are being retired and replaced with A320 family. That means A319s, A320s, A321s, um, some of the long-range A321s. But uh, no, this A350-1000 is humongous. And you know what isn't humongous about it? Is the number of seats they're going to have in it. The A350-1000 is designed for 350 to 410 seats, and they're only going to have 238. This from the company, the same organization that squeezed over 330 seats into the 787-8 when it's flown by Jetstar, which is designed to be 210 to 250 passengers. Mate, if they're only going to have 238 on an aircraft that could hold much more, that tells me they've had to strip out so much weight to make this nonstop flight. Yeah, well, of course, they're wanting to use these for ultra, ultra long-haul flights. We're talking, you know, Australia to, uh, you know, to the UK in one hop, uh, certain destinations in the US. And, uh, in fact, Alan Joyce, the CEO, is actually talking about quite uh, a few other destinations. Let's have a listen to him at his press conference this week. We have 12 aircraft on order from Airbus. That's the start of it. If this goes, we'll probably order more. But we will have a daily service when we put them on, daily New York, daily London, hopefully both Sydney and and Melbourne as we activate all 12. There's so many destinations Qantas can fly to direct with these aircraft that it couldn't fly to before we had Project Sunrise. Yeah, Grant, and uh, destinations including Rio and Paris. So there's some uh, really ultra-long-haul legs that uh, up until this point required at least a stopover somewhere along the way. Oh, yeah. This is huge because it's pretty much going to destroy the need for stopping off in Asia or the Middle East on the way to Europe, which is massive and means that uh, you know Australians no longer have to stop partway, which some people 
kind of like the stop. The Qantas have tried to say, oh, no more having to rush for your next plane and all this kind of stuff. But a lot of people actually want to get off an aircraft after eight to 10 hours and or 12 hours even. And so for many people, the thought of being on board an aircraft for 20 hours is somewhat daunting. Sounds fantastic. What I know, are you about? I know. Well, especially as I'd probably be in business class. <clears throat> well, wouldn't we all, mate? And, of course, uh, the interesting thing that you mentioned there is, of course, uh, taking as uh, quite a few seats out of the aircraft, which will, of course, save on weight and uh, positively affect aircraft endurance. But Qantas has a different take on that. They're actually talking about it uh, making space for what they're terming well-being zones, areas where people can get up and have a walk around. And they've actually done quite a few uh, studies on this through the Project Sunrise uh, process, looking at ways that they can uh, help people to get up, walk around and move around and stay at least partially active on what are going to be some very, very long-haul flights. So uh, an interesting development there indeed. And of course, um, Qantas are not wanting to talk about the endurance side of things. That's never really a snazzy in the media, but uh, it certainly is a good marketing point for them. And that's uh, what they'll be pushing going forward. Yeah, that's right, Steve. Lots of, lots of work done there on assessing light levels, food types, um, as you said, the wellness zones. Oh, how nice. Uh, all those kind of things. But, you know, to be honest, if they could, they would put more seats in. It's why their um, A380s never had the bowling alleys. <laughs> there you go. Now, uh, we mentioned, of course, that they're looking to replace um, some of the old, as some of the older 737s start to be withdrawn from service in coming years, they'll be replaced by Airbus A321. So that's the other really significant. And we're talking at the moment, uh, Qantas is talking about up to 40 airframes. Now, Qantas, by world standards, is not a huge airline. and They've got something around 120 to 130 aircraft in their mainline fleet. So, you know, I don't suppose this is really going to hurt Boeing in a major way, but, you know, I still think um, the, the executives over there in uh, in Boeing HQ would not be happy about this development. No, they certainly wouldn't be, mate. They certainly wouldn't be. Now, some other aircraft, Grant, you touched on Alliance, aircraft, Alliance Airlines, uh, which uh, Qantas has been uh, acquiring uh, stakes in over the years. Uh, Alliance has been a very successful regional operator around Australia in recent years. And uh, now Qantas is looking to uh, buy completely into that airline. And uh, in fact, they'll be looking at getting Airbus A220 aircraft, a demonstrator in Air Baltic colours, in fact, of which arrived in Australia this week. Indeed. And the A220 makes a lot of sense in Australia. It's a great replacement for uh, 717s and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, 717 flights over in the West Coast for the mining communities and on the East Coast down to Tassie and things like that. So the A220 gets just amazing reviews on terms of cabin spaciousness, great positioning of windows, all that kind of thing. Uh, So lots of sense there. And yeah, as I said before, Qantas have been uh, telegraphing that they were going to do this 100% purchase. The ACCC's investigated and gone, mm, can't see a problem there. So, yeah, it's it looks like as long as the uh, shareholders of Alliance say yes, then this is going to happen. Okay. Well, so that's all the big airline news uh, from Australia this week. Um, now, we're going to just touch briefly before we finish up on a couple of other interesting developments. The Royal Australian Air Force, Grant, they're getting tattoos, all of them, tattoos later this year. Well, that's how I read this press release. Well, it's a good thing I already uh, have a few tattoos because I work with the Royal Australian Air Force and, yeah, that would be embarrassing if I... Uh... You, you are in, man. You are in. <laughs> I don't think it's quite the tattoo you think it is and it's not de plane, de plane, boss. It's uh, basically... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, it's that 
at Ipswich, and which is near Brisbane in Queensland, and that's where we've got the Amberley Air Base. And they're saying the Ipswich Amberley Air Tattoo is going to be held on the 29th and 30th of October, 2022. How cool is that? Boy, I'll be checking my leave schedule, Grant. I think we're going to have to go up there. Can we get media passes for that? Oh, I think once we uh, get things going again. Uh, are we still famous in the aviation? I don't really know. Notorious. Are we still notorious. Well, notorious, that'd be the word. Yeah, so that's that's really good, and it's good to see um, air displays and you know, all this sort of thing uh, firing up again after, of course, a couple of years of uh, COVID shutdowns everywhere. So this will be the first time uh, that the gates of uh, RAF Base Amberley have been open to the public since 2008. Yeah, it has been a while, so it'll be great to see what they put on and what aircraft they're going to have. Of course, uh, I suspect we're going to see what would have been at Avalon the Australian International Air Show, if that had gone ahead during uh, 2021, the uh, centenary of the Royal Australian Air Force, 100 years, it was going to be huge. So I suspect uh, a lot of the planning that went into prepping for that that never happened will probably wind up happening at this air tattoo. Yep. So uh, for those of you here in Australia, make sure you set that uh, that in your calendars for uh, the 29th and 30th of October. Uh, Grant, briefly to um, a big announcement air show wise, the Pacific Air Show from the US over there in Huntington Beach, California. They're going to be coming here in August of 2023 to the Gold Coast in Queensland. We might talk about that in the next desk. And also, Grant, the former Red Bull Air Race, now known as the World Championship Air Race, uh, they've now locked in. This news came through a couple of weeks ago. Locked in for Lake Macquarie, which is actually just south of the Williamtown Air Force Base in New South Wales, up there at Newcastle, a beautiful part of the world. Coincidentally, it's our good friend Matt Hall's home base, so that'll be used as the race airport. Uh, Matt Hall, of course, the current Air Race World Champion. So uh, we're looking forward to that. That'll be taking place later in uh, 2022. So, Grant, lots going on at the moment, and it's great to have some news to talk about again. Yeah, you know, there's so much to talk about, and there's so much going on. I think we should spin off a podcast. (laughs) <laughs> what a novel idea. Where have I heard that before? Yeah, I think it was back in 2009. Well, anyway, <laughs> that's everything we have for you on this Australia desk. You know, I think uh, we should just play out this music. There's really only one thing we can say about Rob. The yes. Better than it was before. Better. Stronger. Faster. <laughs> Until the next time we talk to you, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran, and mostly intact too. Cheers, folks. Uh, So, you know, Grant, um, I reckon if I had spinal surgery, there's probably a reasonable chance I'd be able to fit in Rob's tiny little car next time I visit the US. Just saying. Oh, wow. That would be such a miracle of modern science, mate. (laughs) 